Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Leslie Alessandra. She made history in this country by selling the first home via NFT, backed by real estate. And she goes through her journey uh, and her not just her entrepreneurial journey, but just being a complete trailblazer in this area of blockchain technology, NFTs, cryptocurrency, and all of these areas that many people are still learning about. And she's totally trailblazing with her and her female-led entrepreneurial team. So I just, you're going to enjoy this so many ways and get so much from it today. Yeah. She's going to walk through how did she do it, the pros and the cons, the ups and the downs, and why real estate investors should spend some time getting educated and learning more about this new era that we are navigating. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Angessa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show. It's so excited to have you, Leslie Alessandra, to our show today uh, to talk about NFTs and a lot of really important, interesting pieces of what's happening in the world right now. And I know so many women want to know more about this, especially when it comes to real estate. So excited to have you on today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us and our community. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and having me here. Great. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all of you amazing women and men who listen to our show along our journey, right, Andressa? We, we, you know, you're, you're on this journey with us and we want to make this time well spent for you. So we like to just jump in, share a quick tip with all of you and then get to Leslie and just so much that I selfishly and Andressa selfishly wants to learn today yes. about today's topic. Mm-hmm. So I have our quick tip just to kind of share something that came up on, uh, we have a Strive membership. And um, these are women that are experienced five to 10 deals. They're done with being a solopreneur and they really are trying to build teams, processes, and scale their portfolios. And this woman, one of our members, 
was going through, she's uh, an investor in short-term rentals. She was going through uh, on a mastermind, just an experience that she's going through uh, about getting um, about getting sued uh, and how all the neighbors and attorneys are, are really pressing her. And it's a it's a big deal, right? Because she's she has a number of units in this particular geographical area. And she was upset, you know, and she, and, and that's the safe space we've created. And she had, you know, a lot to share. It wasn't just a technical question because we go a lot deeper, you know, than that. It's usually more deeper than just the technical, how, how do I move through this? And Andres and I both kind of jump in and kind of uh, ask questions and then support, support that person. And of course we supported her, but on, on, on when I had my turn to kind of share and ask some questions and give her some input, I said, I said, congratulations, you know, I, and she goes, well, she looked a little like not happy. What the what? hell? What are you saying? I just got sued. Did, did you hear me? And then I shared a story that uh, when I um, was going through a lawsuit and I had lunch with my brother-in-law and he was an entrepreneur, really the only entrepreneur I knew, and I was sharing what happened to me. First thing he said to me was that, congratulations. And I was like, I, I don't know if you heard me, Tony. You know, And I, I said it again. He's like, no, I heard you. And what his point was and what my point was to this member was when we start to scale, and we start to grow and expand our investing business and expand any business for that matter, things are going to happen. And those are the things that happen, right? And um, it's almost like a, um, a badge of honor. You know, it's like I was like a pin, right? I've gotten sued. And, and it's not that we're proud of that by any means, but the quicker you move through that, you know, you're on the journey of building something bigger than yourself. And so that was his point to me. And it was kind of my point, my point to her. And I didn't know how it's going to land because, you know, but then, it, you know, in our Facebook group where everyone's kind of chiming in and sharing and strive, she shared uh, how appreciative she was of both of our kind of advice and how she kind of got, got re-engaged with, with moving through this process in, in, a, in a stronger way. Not, not that it's ignoring it, but in a stronger way. So I, I say that because I know women and, and, and the men that listen to our show are going through something. And we often want to just push that aside. And we just want to like go through it as fast as we can so we can move on in our lives. But I would say, just take a moment and say, congrats, because you're going through the tough moments and the hard things in this business, loss of money, tenants not paying you. I mean, make the long list, right? We've all gone through. It means you're closer to, and you're moving through closer to the opportunity where you're going to grow and learn and expand your business. So it's a good thing, actually. In the realm of your Business trajectory, it's a good thing. Right now, it doesn't feel that way, of course, but it's a good thing from your, um, you know, keeping the end in mind perspective. So I want to share that because I know others are going through tough times and I don't mean to mitigate those or or say that they're not important or the feelings you have, but uh, keep the end in mind and keep the big picture in mind. Yeah. And, and one thing that we don't know what we don't know, right? And that is the power of being part of a, a group where all their experienced women, we can leverage their experience and, and they can see our blind spots because this was a case of her reframing. We did not resolve her problem in half an hour. We were able, yes, to reframe how she saw it and get the resources and think about possibilities that can be created to reach her goal. Because when you are going through those situations, you're thinking, I'm going to freaking quit <laughs> because this is not the plan or this is not how I want to live my life. But once we reframe, something clicks in our mind and then we can start seeing the same reality. The reality did not change, right? It's the same thing. But the perception, the energy that we're putting on it 
is really priceless. So for those of you that are not part of a group, I encourage you to check out Strive Membership. We are opening the doors in December. Not open yet, but you can apply for it. So we're going to put the link on our website of the website below. It's the realestateinvestor.com slash membership. So check it out. It's tough. Good stuff. So Leslie, without further ado, I'd like to kick things off by asking you this question. What has been the lesson that's taking you the longest to learn? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Probably learning how to say no. <laughs> I think that is probably one of my biggest challenges as an entrepreneur. I'm always, I mean, I, th- I feel like I come up with business ideas on a daily basis and there's always some, you know, some new idea that I have or that someone's brought to me or some new project that someone wants me to be part of. And I think most of my life, I have uh, always run, you know, as, as close to full bandwidth as possible. And I think I'm learning now in my older <laughs> age to start to say no and really and working diligently for that work-life balance. So I would, yeah, I would definitely say that's one of the hardest lessons that I, I'm, I'm having to learn. Absolutely. And I'm so excited to talk about NFTs and how do we relate that to real estate. But I'm going to take a quick step back because the majority of you don't know this, but when I was in um, high school, I took, uh, a, I don't know if you know this list, I, mm-hmm. I studied full time on this IT school and I learned I don't know how to say this in English, DOS, DOS, C++, different types of coding. And I remember my first time accessing internet (laughs) and the noise. I did too. I did too. I'm just getting like aging myself so badly (laughs) right now, but that's okay. The reason why I'm saying this, that was a turning point. And I remember my first website was NASA and I don't know why, but anyway, The point is that I think we are in the same moment right now in a transition moment where we're like, what are you talking about? We're going to be able to access different things and talk to people, right? And now we are in, uh, we're talking TikTok, completely different type of social media, and we are revolutionizing how we are communicating. And now NFT, not now exactly today, but I think we are in a transition where another world Web3 is opening up. And I think that a lot of women are curious about it, embarrassed that they don't understand, and they're also eager to learn more so they can plan their future ahead and benefit from being part of it. So that's the goal of this episode, and I'm very excited about it. So without further ado, let's just start about talk breaking down NFT fifth grade level or first grade level, <laughs> Leslie. Kindergarten level. Kindergarten. Oh, geez. No yes. problem. <laughs> That's where we're going. No problem. So NFT stands for non-fungible token. So if we were to break down those words, I think that's where we can kind of start. Fungibility means the ability to transfer one item for another item and they both have the same value. So for example, dollars are fungible. Our money is fungible. So if I was to give you a dollar and you were to give me a dollar, at the end of the day, they're both worth a dollar. 
Now, non-fungible means that one item cannot be easily exchanged for another at the same value. Non-fungible tokens are ultimately, to make it as simple as possible, is unique code that lives on the blockchain, which you can kind of say blockchain is like another version of the internet. It's Web3. And again, this is fifth grade, kindergarten kind of thing that you know you could get into a lot more details as to the real difference between blockchain and um, the internet, but look, you know, we'll say this is unique code that lives on this world called the blockchain. And so its value is dependent on the utility that you provide it. And utility can be anything from a beautiful uh, digital work of art, which is where most people know and hear about NFTs for the first time is, you know, the board apes, uh, you know, and, and all these different digital art Art, artworks that have been sold for multi-million dollars. But the real power of NFTs come in other types of utility, especially when we're talking about industries and actually revolutionizing industries. So, you know, you can empower an NFT to have uh, provide access, it pro provide membership, uh, they can be used for marketing, they can be used um, in our uh, specific use case. It was used to hold ownership rights. So the ownership rights of a property can be held within an NFT. I love that. So, so walk us through that because I know in, in reading your, your bio and learning more about you, you said, you, you know, you mentioned that you made history by selling the first home in the world, you know, via an NFT backed by real estate. So let's go back to the beginning. How did that, you know, how did that kind of, what did that process look like? How did that unfold from, from the very beginning to, to obviously being able to do that? Sure. So our kind of blockchain crypto story started, um, I am a real estate investor uh, full-time. Um, I kind of fell down the crypto blockchain rabbit hole a few years ago. I started attending Bitcoin conferences, really got kind of um, just fueled by the community. It's very similar to like the real estate investor community. It's very accepting and, 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 and creative and and so once I started to understand the real power behind blockchain, I just, it's like your mind just starts to get expand and, you know, all the light bulbs start, start going off. And at the same time that I was falling down this crypto rabbit hole and attending my YouTube university on a regular basis uh, related to blockchain, I was also finishing up a, a flip property in Gulfport, Florida. So this was a property that I purchased at, I think it was like 250,000. At the time when I purchased it, I had analyzed the potential um, ARV at like 600,000. So I had a nice spread there. And my cousin and I um, actually had decided uh, a little, a few months before I had finished up this um, flip property that we wanted to open up a blockchain company. We realized, you know, this is the way of the future. We really want to be engaged. We want to stay part. We want to stay part of this community, and we can do what you know. Based upon our limited knowledge at that time, we can help other companies kind of get onto the blockchain. So we were working a lot with mom and pop companies to help them start accepting crypto, teach them a little bit about NFTs and blockchain. But we quickly realized that there was this 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 cultural block you know, and it was an educational block primarily uh, where they just couldn't understand what is all this hype about. They couldn't get past, you know, the digital art use of NFTs. 
So we wanted to provide kind of a use case, a real world use case so that people could be kind of say, oh, okay, now I get it. I understand now where the power is. And because this flip property was uh, pretty much about to be finished, we decided why don't we sell the property as an NFT and connect the ownership rights within the NFT, show the world how this can be used to actually transfer the ownership of a property almost instantaneously. So we, at the time, uh, we had uh, a couple developers, but we wanted to, we wanted to, I mean, our timing was kind of one of those where we needed to get this property on the market right away because it was done. Um, so we had connected with a, comp- a company called Proppy at the time. They had the platform already set up. So we thought, you know what, let's partner. We'll use your platform and we will show the use case. So what we ended up doing is we used, because with NFTs, and this is starting to go into the more of the technical element of it, you know, the idea with blockchain and real estate would be that you can transact on the blockchain uh, with less uh, risk of fraud um, and much more efficiency and almost instantaneously. So if anyone's ever Venmoed money over, and I use this as an example, again, this is a kindergarten kind of level example because it really is a little more cumbersome than this, but ultimately if I can Venmo you money instantaneously, imagine if I could send you the ownership rights of a property instantaneously. So we would decide, you you know, uh, agree upon a price for my property. I would then instantaneously, you would send me the funds and I would send you the NFT, which ultimately held the property rights of that property. Uh, so that's kind of like the big picture idea of where we could potentially be going with blockchain and real estate. Now we're not there yet because the questions are, you know, how is title, a deed, how is that handled? How are real estate agents, the commissions handled? How are doc stamps taxes handled? All these like, you know, nuances that are very important to a legal transfer of ownership in real estate. And so the way we worked around that, because we've got old, old world and new world coming together is building a bridge. And we did it under uh, operate an operating agreement. So my flip property, I transfer, I quit claim deeded into a new LLC. And that LLC ultimately was sold to the buyer of this property. And with the re- the way it was sold was through an auction that had the NFT had the operating agreement. And there was a connection between the operating agreement and the ownership of the LLC. So ultimately the property was sold through the sell- sale of the LLC, if that makes sense. It does. And I see, I don't know how far we are from that beautiful scenario where the title (laughs) company, the title companies, first of all, I can't imagine they get in a call and you're explaining this to them and they're like, wait a minute, uh, I'm sorry, we don't do that. Or Well, they refused. They refused, exactly, right? Of course, because I don't think that, but it's like, what is that? What is the name of the blockbuster? The mo- the movie where you rented the movie? Is that the... Is oh, the store, that? Blockbuster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the title mm-hmm. companies don't get into yeah. this... this They're going to get... Oh, yeah. the string... Going to go away. Quickly. They're out of business. They're totally out of business because how, how can you possibly... You're out because it's going to be peer-to-peer. I don't... I know we're not there yet. So... Uh, and that's what was going to be my next question. How is it secured or or it was through the all the paperwork that was done? You had to involve attorneys on that as well? So what I did was I hired, because 
you know, the, the motivation for doing this was kind of twofold. Of course, I wanted to still make money and profit on my flip. That being said, I was willing because I had thankfully had enough of a spread within that flip. I was willing to sacrifice some of that profit for this opportunity to showcase, be be the first. It, so this was the first time in the country that it was sold. It's the second time in the world. There was one other time it was done in the Ukraine, actually, I think in 2017. So I sacrificed that and was willing to sacrifice that to be able to showcase this. And so I didn't want to, you know, I knew that there would be a lot of visibility on this particular transaction. I didn't want to put myself in a bad position. So I actually went ahead and hired a real estate attorney uh, for to literally be my consultant along the way to make sure that everything I was doing was legally sound. And so we didn't actually involve a title company. What we did was we did run title. So we paid a title company to run title for us, but they w did not, they were not uh, part of, uh, you know, they didn't receive escrow or, or any of that. So what we did, because this particular property was sold via auction, we provided the whitelisted bidders a copy of an inspection report, a uh, the, the title report and comparables. And so they were able to do their own kind of analysis prior to participating in the auction. But we do definitely see, like I, I've gotten, I've actually been interviewed on a couple different podcasts that were specific to the title agency community. And there's a huge fear within the title agency and the real estate agent community that, that their jobs are going to kind of disappear. And my argument is that I, I, I think they're going to evolve. I, I'm not sure that it's going to necessarily disappear. And plus, there is a long way to go because we have to have local government on board and we need to have mass adoption. And so there's some time for that. And I think there are going to be industries that are, you know, are developed because of this technology and because there's a different kind of need. Maybe there's insurance on your NFT versus insurance on your title. Um, there's, you know, some of this is, I mean, we're really in the kind of wild west. This is all new, new ground in a new world. So there's going to be definitely a lot of evolution. What excites you about this? You know, and, and I, I think that would be helpful to understand, like, what, where do you see and what excite, what would excite real estate investor listening, you know, to, to think about the, the potentiality of what you've been through and put themselves in that situation? Like, what what about that process would say, I don't want to do it the old way. I want to do it this way. Efficiency. Okay. Efficiency. I think the biggest power of blockchain for not only the real estate industry, but in so many industries is efficiency and protection against fraud. Uh, you know, real estate, the real estate industry is riddled with fraud in so many elements, whether it's real estate insurance or or, or mortgage fraud. So many different elements and levels of fraud that people are, are experiencing, but more than anything is efficiency. And I will never forget, you know, it was just kind of the juxtaposition of two different worlds that happened. I sold the property as an NFT on a Tuesday and on a Wednesday, I refinanced a, one of my multifamilies. And to talk about like such two different worlds where I literally had sold a property instantaneously on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, I had a mobile notary come to my house and give me a pile of paperwork that I had to sign through. And it mm. took an hour and a half to get through all of this. 
that's the difference. I and mean, time is money and time is whether it's money or it's, it's, it, you know, we want, we go into real estate for free, you know, freedom of time and freedom of, of financial freedom. And the more efficient you can make an industry, it's just, we work better and seamlessly. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Makes a lot of sense. Question about that, just to follow up on that. So... When you mentioned you were sacrificing, because that was the other comment you made a couple moments ago, what were you sacrificing? Were you sacrificing profit? Were you sacrificing other pieces to the puzzle? Like, so if I'm an investor, right, I can go down the the old way and go this. I hear what you're saying in terms of efficiency and fraud, but is there a profit? You know, and, and I know this is your. I'm going to ask you the question because I'm not trying. I'm going to try to even explain it. But I'm curious <laughs> to get your your insight when you said sacrifice. Are you referring to other pieces to why we even right sell properties to 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 gain that profit so we can you know grow our business? So the sacrifice was very specific to this transaction, and the okay. reason I'm saying it is that I understood the risk I was taking by being the first. Okay, which gotcha. means there could be people that are too scared to participate. Sure, but I'm. I'm going to be adamant that this is the way I'm going to sell this property because I want to show the world that this is possible, right? So the reason, here is a perfect example of the sacrifice. One was I hired a real estate attorney when normally in a typical transaction, you don't need to, but I did it because I wanted to make sure I was doing everything legal and, and, and according to the law. The second is I had a offer for, for the property that was $100,000 more than the one, the listing price and two, the sale price that I ended up selling it for. And it was a traditional offer. And I did not accept that offer because again, I wanted to prove the use case. I wanted to prove the technology. Um, so that was a sacrifice. I sacrificed the potential of gaining another hundred thousand dollars. Well, here is another sacrifice. So we did our transaction on the Ethereum network with Ethereum crypto and cryptocurrency is volatile right now. I sold the property at the of 210 ETH, Ethereum, which was the equivalent of about $650,000. Mm-hmm. 
The next day, which is the day I refinanced my multifamily, I woke up and I was exhausted because this was a very long journey of, you know, lots of interviews and and there was lots of publicity and we had done um, an NFT drop party. So lots of things that were leading up to this that was just exhausting. So I was exhausted. I looked at my wallet and my Ethereum had gone up because the price of Ethereum had um, increased. So great. But I was so tired, I didn't want to liquidate. And in this case, I needed to liquidate because I had um, some private loans involved and different extra expenses that needed to be paid out after the sale. I waited two days because I was wanted to kind of like, okay, let me do, let me do this now. Uh, the price of Ethereum dropped. So, and that was the trigger of ultimately the bear market, the crypto bear market. That was when it started. So I was then chasing Ethereum all the way down. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I actually lost another hundred thousand of dollars $100,000 on my way down trying to liquidate. Uh, so that was the sacrifice that ultimately I, you know, I was willing to take because I knew at the end of the day, you had one opportunity to be able to be the first to do this and to prove the concept. So I think for typical real estate investors, I, I don't think there is going to be quite that type of sacrifice. In fact, one of the one, one of the kind of great things about what happened is the person who bought the property was a female real estate investor who doesn't understand or really uh, know crypto or blockchain, but she was investment savvy. So she was able to look at the property and realize this is a great price for this property and I'll figure out how to do this to be able to participate. And she did and she won the property. Mm. I love this so much that it was a woman and then it was a woman who <laughs> bought it. The story keeps getting better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was so watching, I was watching a Shark Tank one, one time and then this woman was presenting and she did not have all the pieces of the puzzles. And, and then the Mr. Wonderful was asking her <laughs> a couple of informations and she was not 100% prepared to be there. And then he said, let me tell you a quick story. You know, like the... What are called the, those edibles that they clap their 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 paws like this? What's it called seal? Is it a seal? I'm pretty sure that they 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 are in the rocks having yes. some sunlight. Yes, type of thing, right? There is a moment, right? They are all gathered together there, and um, they need to start migrating. However, the sharks also know that, so they make a decision that somebody needs to jump, die for the rest to go. Mm-hmm. And, and I really commend you, Leslie, because I think that that's exactly what you did for the rest <laughs> of us that are coming behind you. We're going to learn from your lessons. We're going to make it our battle now we're going to make other and we're going to continue making sacrifice for the next generations to come you saying sharing your 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 challenge with liquidating people are going to be like okay i close now and i'm going to liquidate two hours later or whatever that time time is so i just want to commend you for your courage to to taking the leap into bravely going through something that we're always going to be pointing out at, at you as as the first one to you know take that leap i appreciate <laughs> that very much well thank you thanks so. that being thank said where do you think this is going do you think that we're going to be able to to sell not the entire property but pieces of it like quote-unquote stocks is that what will you think 
where we're going? Absolutely. So you can go there. I mean, the, the, the great thing about NFTs and blockchain is it, you, you got to go back and boil down the most beneficial parts of the technology. It's transparency. It's um, immutable. So it helps avoid fraud. We will, the tokenizing of properties is, is happening. You know, our company, Define Limit, is actually doing that as well. Um, this is this is absolutely going to happen and is happening. And, and it's through the use of smart contracts, which is another part of the, the technology. So smart contracts is, it's kind of a misnomer. It's actually just code that automates, that automates transactions. So the idea behind blockchain and crypto cryptographic technology is that um, you can use an auto, a code that automates uh, procedures. So let's say you decide to buy my property and I agree on the price. As soon as we both kind of hit the button that we agree, the smart contract then automatically takes it from there. Um, moves money into escrow wallets, automatically transfers the NFT, automatically transfers the crypto, automatically pays the real realtor that was involved. Everything is automated. Um, so there is less uh, potential for human error. And you know, uh, tokenizing of properties is just one way that we can use smart contracts in the real estate industry. Yeah, that's my love language. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I get so freaking excited when we just don't waste time into things that have nothing to do with relationships, it's just admin work. And that can be done by a smart process for, for, for the women that are excited to hear the, your story and they are like thinking, wait, I would like to taste to try that, what would you say are their first steps? Um, forcing analyzing, like I think that they they sh I, I'm assuming they should do a quote unquote an audit to see if there is a is there such a qualification evaluation that they should be doing first regarding their finances in the property itself before thinking about this possibility. Are you are you asking in terms of selling a property as an NFT? Yes. So, well, I think first of all, if you're gonna if you're gonna go into this world, I think you know educate yourself as much as possible. It's very important. And then I think what what is important is making sure that you are using you know that, that you're using the products. So you can NFT a property, but you make you have to make sure the utility is real. So you have to make sure that you, you you're. So one of the things we had were people that were like, oh we're going to sell our property as an NFT. And they took a picture of the property and they made it an NFT and said, see here, you can buy my property. Here's an NFT. But the, the NFT did, didn't have any true utility. The ownership rights were not actually connected to that NFT. It was just a picture of the house. So be very, very careful in that respect. So what's important is being able to use products that actually actually do what they're saying they're doing. <laughs> how would you know? they, how would they, this might be a dumb yeah. question, but how do they verify that utility is legit? So, well, for, for, for example, what we're doing with DeFi Unlimited is we are actually, we have developers that are coding smart contracts that will automatically NFT your property. And then when the transact and we'll, we'll automate the entire sale and purchase of the of of a product of of a property. Um, we're also building property management of smart contracts to automate that part of the real estate industry as well. 
And so you you want to do research on the NFT and on the company that you're working with. Make sure that there's legal backing with everything. Um, an NFT, especially when it has some utility, should have some sort of you know contract that you you can see. And, you know, make sure that you are in agreement with everything that's in that contract. So those are, those are different ways that you can, you can do it. Just want to make sure that the legal side is right. Question for you too, Leslie, and I know you're not an accountant necessarily, but I'm sure you've been through this with, with the process and you probably know the question I'm about to ask, you know, are, you know, what we love about real estate, right, is that, you know, all the the amazing tax advantages, right? Uh, it's appreciating, but it's depreciating on paper. And it's just the, the magic of real estate, right? Where we all have come to love that as an asset class. Can't You can't do all of those things with paper assets, as we know, in the stock market. Not that that's a bad asset or you don't get any sort of advantages, but it's a different approach. So I'm curious, with this type of currency and this type of approach, is it, and again, Knowing you're not an accountant, how have you managed the kind of tax implications of this? Is it more similar to like a paper asset because you're converting it in that way? Or is it still similar to how we come to know what real estate can do from a tax advantage perspective? The rules are really still the same. They're still the same. So for example, in, 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 you know, in, in my example of losing a hundred thousand in the the value of, of Ethereum, I'm going to be yep. able to deduct that expense. Okay. You know, so I, I got a hundred thousand dollar loss that I get to claim because got it. And that is just crypto. So the way that taxes work for cryptocurrency in the United States is it, it's taxed at when you you move it. So I may I may buy one Ethereum at a thousand dollars, but then I sell it at three thousand. So I will be taxed at the $2,000, you know, income. But if you lose, let's say I buy Ethereum at $1,000 and I sell it at $500, now I have a loss and I can claim that loss. So it's just another element of, of you know, expense that you can actually add to your, your taxes. It's, it's not as complicated as people sometimes make it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to follow the money, make sure you know where your money is going. And now many of the exchanges uh, and wallets will provide you, uh, you know, a, a receipt afterwards. That's great. I, the the follow up question, not just about that, but just in you being a trailblazer. I just want to I want to ask a question about just trailblazing this new area. Uh, you know, as, as what have you? What's been some of your greatest learnings through this? Like, I'm I'm sure you've gotten a lot of no's. You can't do that. And and I think. I just think about women who've come before us and been trailblazers in times when it wasn't acceptable and in times that they weren't even able to vote, they were trailblazing different areas of our society, right? And here you are trailblazing this whole new area. And and I just, I love that. And I, I just curious what you've gleaned from that. So the women listening, obviously trailblazing in this particular area, but we're trailblazing different things in our lives. And I think that's one of the, greatest things we can do for the next generation? How do you really be a trailblazer in, a, in, in something that people just aren't even sure of? They're not even doing. So, so tell us a little about that. How has that been for you? What have you learned? What would you share with them when listening? You know, I think it's, it's very similar to anything difficult that we do as entrepreneurs. Uh, I remember when I left my full-time career to become a real estate investor. You know, I, I vividly remember being at 2 a.m. painting my first flip 
crying going, I got a master's degree for this. Why am I doing this? Right. And so that lesson mm -hmm. was you hire out the things you're not the strongest at and you focus on what you are strong at. If it's building teams or, or analyzing, um, properties or whatever, you know, you focus on that. And that's all part of like, it's kind of like that sausage making part of any entrepreneurial endeavor, right? And I I would say in this particular situation, those those lessons came into play just as much. You know, I I am not a techie person and everyone automatically assumes that I am and I am absolutely not a techie person, but I, I'm a logical person and I can understand the technology and see how it could really revolutionize industries. And, but, but there's things like, you know, you know, the, the, the fact that we did the entire transaction on Ethereum and then Ethereum was volatile. So I learned, you know what, next time I'm going to do it on, on a stable coin until cryptocurrency stabilizes. I think it's that like, um, stick with itness, <laughs> I guess, is um, so so valuable that you just realize we can do hard things and that we can we can go through difficult moments. And you know, you can sit there and maybe you know maybe you're upset or maybe you're angry or maybe you don't see where, how you're going to get out of this particular situation. Um, but you just have that internal knowledge that you will figure it out because you have figured out so many other things that were difficult as well. And I think I think that's really valuable. And having, and having a community or a team, um, I have two amazing co-owners of DeFi Unlimited, um, one of wh whom is my lifelong friend and also a high school high school friend, Kathleen Wadnicki, and my RCCOO, I'm sorry, CTO, uh, Janela Fanzago, who's my cousin. And, you know, there were definitely difficult moments. We launched our NFT party literally a week and a half before the sale. And everyone told us, you're not going to have anyone show up. And it was amazing, you know, how the three of us just came together to market the event and, you know, sleepless nights, but you just go and you do it. And it was an incredibly successful event. Mm -hmm. It really, we, we were able to connect with so many amazing investors, um, entrepreneurs, uh, and, and people come to us actually tears in their eyes, like, thank you for doing this. And so it makes it all worth it to go through kind of that grind. Uh, but I think if you're in this space, you, you know, that already, you know, you know, there's going to be sucky moments <laughs> and you just have to keep going. I love that because it's so true. Right. And, and it's so true on any, you know, it, we've mentioned it, but we were, we were told we'd run out of women to interview because it's just not a lot of women investors, you know, and this wasn't in like the sixties. This was like four years ago by a friend. It was actually not someone random. So, right. It's the, it's, I think it gives me such hope to think about women as trailblazers and how the world needs more of them, you know, and I know there's so many and we're, we're shining the light on them. But I know, I know there's so many women who, who have that in them, who just, who opt out for different reasons and different life circumstances. And it mm -hmm. just, that would give me such joy. And I'm sure Andres, it's all three of us, right. To see just so many more women, whatever, shining the light wherever they are, but really just trailblazing and being the first, it just gives me a lot of, uh, a lot of hope. So, yes. Good stuff. Um, Leslie, thank you so much for being on our show. I think there's a lot more we're going to need to do here. Uh, before we go there, quick educational um, resource. You know, women are listening to this, like I, I just Googling it's overwhelming because there's a lot going on when you Google stuff. Any particular like go-to educational resources that you would recommend before we um, wrap up? 
Um, so we have really recently connected with a, a woman who is starting a kind of an educational platform. It's called Crypto Pro Cafe. Uh, and you can actually join her membership. We're actually putting together as well, like a, a, an educational uh, product as well that people can just download from our website. And it's it's really like blockchain 101. It's trying to understand the basics, but it's all there in one place. We we notice that like education is such an important part of this this uh, space because to to get to the point where you're reaching mass adoption, you need to have people that get it that understand why you know, why we're, we're, we're here and why we think this is going to be the way of the future. Um, so, you know, those are two resources. There's a couple different, you know, podcasts out there that I've always loved. Cryptos Are Us uh, is a uh, YouTuber um, who he's really funny and he, he's, he, I find his information really good. He's primarily focused on cryptocurrency specifically, but you know, the Crypto Pro Cafe is probably one of the best places that I, you know, I've I've liked um, because they can kind of they break it down a little bit more. It is hard; it's hard not to to weed through it. But one of the things I learned, even when I was just starting to learn about blockchain and cryptocurrency, was just being there and going through. You know, let's you watch one YouTuber for a while, or you you listen to one podcast for a while. You start to get more and more knowledge and you start to be able to weed people out and you, you get to a point where you're like, okay, this person really doesn't know what they're talking about, but this person does. So it, it is definitely, you know, kind of a proactive approach to your learning and education. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that recommendation. Uh, Leslie, where can the ladies listening learn more about you? Um, well, we have all the socials, uh, DeFi Unlimited. Um, we also have a website is uh, DeFiUnlimitedLLC.com. We're also going to be dropping our first NFTs, which actually provide some really great utility. There's going to be three tiers. Uh, we have a lot of people that are always just like, we want to be involved with your company. We want to help you. Uh, so we're going to have like an introductory tier that, you know, you get these really cool NFTs, which are really cool digital artwork, uh, but you get access to to us um, consulting. We are going to be putting out uh, some uh, quarterly masterminds. So depending on the tier of NFT that you uh, you purchase, you're, you know, potentially get access to those. Um, and then our top tier is um, kind of a board of directors tier. So you get much more um, involvement on this part ownership of the company. So this is kind of, you know, we haven't even talked about that. We're talking mostly about real estate, but there's other things called, uh, you know, the other, there's other elements of businesses and business structure that will be changing because of NFTs, because of DAOs, de uh, decentralized autonomous organizations. Yeah, I really do think that businesses in general are going to be changing because of blockchain. So this will give you a little taste of how that happens as well. Very exciting. All this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Leslie, is what's the most transformational book you ever read? most transformational book. I would have to say Rich Dad Poor Dad is definitely on the top of my list. You know, I was I'm first generation American. I came here and my I come from a family of of educators and it was all, always traditional education was the road to true success and it wasn't until I read that book that I realized like, you know, how he flipped it on the head and it was really about you know, being investor savvy and that that was the most important education really to, to, to get. Uh, so that was very transformational. It really jump-started this whole chapter of my life. 
where your family comes from? Argentina. Oh, Argentina. So yes. we're ri- rivals in <laughs> and soccer. <laughs> soccer, but we have fun with the the barbecue that you have. Yes, oh, yes. Yes, the best in the world. America, <laughs> you don't know what is a, what, what is a steak. Yeah. You did not go to Argentina yet. Uh, <laughs> second question is, uh, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life? So probably the most powerful is this little notebook that I have. I've tried all kinds of calendars and agendas and all of this, and I actually have developed my own little system. I do my three three bullet points in the morning where I give gratitude for whatever, you know, three three things that I, I give gratitude for. I then I write like make a little to-do list and I follow that up with a 15-minute meditation. And that really is just like the best start of my day. Um, and I think it's one of, uh, you know, one of the most powerful things I do. Awesome. Last question is which woman famous or not has inspired you the most? Mother Teresa has always been my idol since I was a very young, young girl. Um, there's a lot of people that say real estate isn't the thing. It's just the thing that gets you to your thing. My true passion is in philanthropy and, you know, that is, I, I believe, a chapter in my life that is is there waiting for me. And I believe real estate and blockchain is what's going to help me get there. Mother Teresa was actually my my biggest inspiration. I love that. She is she's one of my favorites too. And she's, she's a tough cookie, though. She is a tough mm-hmm. cookie, right? She raised a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The world, real estate. I know. <laughs> you know, I have a lot cause. of books about her. Very yeah, very yeah. cool. Leslie, thank you so much for being on our show. And 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 honestly, just thank you so much for being being a trailblazer in, in our world today. Um, I love that your business is women-led, <laughs> three yeah. women. Yeah. I love that you're taking this on to say, let's do this more efficiently. So just keep keep at it and we have your back. <laughs> so oh, that, thank, you. And thank you for sharing your knowledge about this for many still trying to figure it out topic. <laughs> and I think this is a great intro and a great opportunity to what everyone's appetite to say, hey, I want to go learn a little more. This has got some really neat potential. So thanks for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.